This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, March 7th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Ag's trade ally exits. Farm conservation reforms. Refinery workers lobby on RFS. And can the farm bill keep its energy? Gary Cohen is out as President Trump's chief economic advisor in the wake of the president's decision to impose steel and aluminum tariffs. The loss of Cohen at the White House is a potentially significant blow to U.S. agriculture in the struggle over the administration's trade policy. Cohen's departure also suggests Trump may be pivoting to a more protectionist course. Cohen had been a critical ally of farm groups on trade debates. He accompanied Trump when he went to Nashville in January to speak to the American Farm Bureau Federation. Now, why this could matter a lot, Cohen's departure leaves Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue as the last farmer's friend standing on White House trade policy, according to Bill Reichs, an international trade advisor with the D.C. law firm Kelly Dry. White House trade advisor Peter Navarro is a China trade hawk who advocated for the proposed tariffs. And Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross has downplayed agriculture concerns with Trump's trade policy. Wright says we need to see who replaces Cohen, but it is unlikely they'll come up with somebody as committed to rational economic policy as he has been. Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts, Kansas Republican, said in a statement to AgriPulse, I deeply regret losing Gary Cohen in this role. He has served the American people well. Equip CSP merger in the making? Sources tell AgriPulse that the farm bill that the House Agriculture Committee is expected to debate two weeks from now may combine the Environmental Quality Incentives Program and the Conservation Stewardship Program. EQIP subsidizes the upfront cost of conservation improvements, while CSP provides ongoing funding to farmers for conservation practices. A committee spokeswoman declined to comment on the issue. Greg Fogel, policy director of the National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition, says the programs should stay separate. He said they are built on two distinct approaches to conservation. CSP helps farmers and ranchers target and solve priority resource concerns using comprehensive whole farm conservation systems, while Equip offers one-time cost-share support to help producers pay for equipment, supplies, and activities to fix specific conservation-related problems. A senior Democrat on the House Agriculture Committee, Minnesota Representative Tim Waltz, introduced a bill that would keep CSP as a standalone program while attempting to make the programs work better together. Among other things, the bill would keep CSP annual enrollment at 10 million new acres and maintain equip at $1.75 billion a year. The bill also would set up a process for participants to easily graduate from EQUIP to CSP. Meanwhile, wildlife groups are nervous about changes to the Conservation Reserve Program that the House bill may make to pay for increasing the program's cap to 30 million acres. The groups are concerned that cuts in incentive payments and cost-share assistance could discourage landowners from enrolling land. For more on the concerns surrounding CRP and trade issues, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. It's hitting inboxes today. Refinery workers lobby as RFS debate simmers. Refinery workers from 11 states are on Capitol Hill this week to lobby for reforms to the renewable fuel standard. 
Their arrival in D.C. follows the pair of meetings that President Trump held last week with key senators and representatives of the industry. The members of the United Steelworkers represent 12 refineries owned by five companies from New Jersey to California. The workers will be arguing that high prices for biofuel credits or rents are threatening their jobs. Study warns of cap impact. Economists at Iowa State University, however, say that a cap on the price of biofuel credits or rents would reduce ethanol usage even if it were combined with a vapor pressure waiver that would allow sales of E15 year-round. The analysis looked at the combination of the waiver and a cap of 10 to 20 cents a gallon on rent prices. Last week, President Trump floated the concept of a temporary two-year cap on rent prices combined with a year-round E15. The 10 to 20 cent cap would effectively reduce the ethanol mandate from 15 billion gallons to about 14.3 billion gallons this year, according to the study. Now keep in mind, a higher REN cap would obviously have a more modest impact on the ethanol market. So the big question is what range of cap options USDA will study in the analysis that the department is now preparing for the White House. Looking ahead, Tomorrow, Democratic Senator Tom Udall of New Mexico and Representative Peter Welts, a Democrat of Vermont, will be announcing proposed reforms to the RFS. Their ideas are unlikely to have any future in this Congress, but Democrats do hope to win control of at least one chamber in November. Keep the energy in the Farm Bill, committee told. More than 200 companies and trade associations are urging the House and Senate Agriculture Committees to guarantee funding of the new Farm Bill for energy programs. Seven energy programs that received a combined $444 million of the 2014 Farm Bill expire this year and will have no funding going forward unless Congress provides it. The industry groups are making clear that they want the Farm Bill to mandate certain levels rather than merely authorizing it, which would ultimately leave annual spending levels up to the appropriation committees. Energy title programs account for less than one-tenth of one percent of Farm Bill spending and yet provide outsized benefits, according to the letter. The letter also includes some requests for program expansion, including allowing standalone renewable chemical companies to receive funds through the Biorefinery Assistance Program. Minnesota unveils new groundwater protection measure. A new groundwater protection proposal in Minnesota would restrict fertilizer applications in areas of more porous soils and in designated drinking water supply management areas where the nitrate concentration exceeds 5.4 parts per million. The plan by Governor Mark Dayton and State Agriculture Commissioner David Fredrickson would have exemptions for winter grains, grass seed, and cover crops that require fall nitrogen. The proposal could be finalized by late this year. The Minnesota Department of Agriculture expects the rule to be published for formal comment in mid to late May with hearings to be held this summer and final adoption in late 2018. Here's today's He Said It. We are not looking to get into trade wars. We are looking to make sure that U.S. companies can compete fairly around the world. That Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin defending Trump's proposed tariffs to Representative Kevin Yoder, a Republican of Kansas, during a hearing yesterday. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, March 7th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, 
I'm Jeff Nally. 